Verse 11 says, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. I'm going to read that again. At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So that was our condition. We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise. We had no promise. We had no covenant with God. And we were without hope and without God. How many are glad Jesus stepped on the scene? Praise the Lord. The next verse says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You who were sometimes afar off, far away from God, are made nigh or near by the blood of of Christ. So we were without a covenant. We had no hope without God in the world. But Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. And on the third day, thank God, he was raised from the dead. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, we can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We can be saved and we can receive what God has done for us in Christ. And so he said, we are made near or made nigh by the blood of Christ. So his blood has given you access to the presence of God, as we shared last week. His blood gives you access and entrance into the presence of God. And we have boldness to access his presence because of the blood. We cannot come based on our own goodness, our own merit, our own Uh, efforts or on action, uh, but we can come only by the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus has given each of us access to the presence of God so we can draw near to God. We can come near to God. We don't have to stand far away uh, wondering if we're accepted today. Amen? Because he has accepted us in the beloved. Accepted us, meaning that he has declared us, he has uh, declared us to be righteous. And when we are righteous in Christ, not in ourselves, not by our own merit, but by faith in the blood of Jesus and by faith in Jesus Christ, we have received this gift of righteousness. Remember, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So you have received the abundance of grace and you have received the gift of righteousness and so you are made near by the blood of Christ. You can come near or draw near to him. Praise the Lord. Now you're close uh, to him in one sense all the time. Why? Because he's in you. Praise the Lord. He never leaves you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. 
So God is always with us. He's always in us. He's always there. By the Holy Spirit, you have been made a new creature in Christ, a new creation in Christ, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ, and you have the gift of eternal life, and you have Jesus living on the inside of you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you're not far from him. You're as close to him as your mouth and your heart. In other words, when you say what God says about you, then acknowledge who you are in Christ, then it brings you near to him as far as his presence is concerned. Praise God. But you've been made near to God so close that he's come to live on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So then uh, you're not away from him. You're in him. You're with him, and he's with you. Uh, in First John, it says that uh, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and uh, God dwells in you, and you dwell in God. Praise God. So God dwells in you. You dwell in God. You live in God, and God lives in you. Christ in you, it says. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Jesus lives close to you. Praise God. Actually, he lives in the same house. Your body is the temple of God. It is referred to as a house or as a temple. So God has made your body his temple. So he lives in the same house you do. God is so big, he can live in every house. Hallelujah. He's everywhere. Hallelujah. So uh, God doesn't have to kind of split up himself. He can make himself real to each of us individually, and yet he is the great God who sits on the throne in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is in us. By virtue of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has given us the same life that is in Christ, the same nature that is in Christ. He's given us uh, this new life in Christ and this righteousness that is in Christ. And so we are in union with him. He that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. One with him in spirit. So your spirit is joined to the Lord. You're one with him in spirit. You're joined to Christ. And so Jesus lives on the inside of you. He lives in the same house. Praise God. But through the blood of Christ, that became a reality. Through faith in the blood of Jesus. But now in Christ Jesus, it says, those who are in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, from God are made nigh by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he's given us this righteousness, and this righteousness is not partial righteousness. When Jesus was made to be sin, he was fully made to be sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21. When he was made to be sin, he was fully sin. In other words, he didn't take half of your sin. He took the sin of humanity. He took all of man's sin. So he was made to be sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. So as surely as Jesus was made sin, you are made righteous. Praise God. So the scripture says that 
he was delivered up because of our sin, and he was raised up because we were declared righteous. So he was raised up because you were declared righteous, so you are the righteousness of God, so you're not half or 50% righteous. You're not 25% righteous. Amen. You're 100% righteous. 100% righteous. You have Jesus Christ's righteousness on the inside of you. You have God's righteousness on the inside of you. So great is your God. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. And he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Can you say thank God? Thank God that you're not without him. You're not without him. You're not away from him. You're not uh, estranged from God. You are in union with Christ. You're one with Christ. And you have this absolute righteousness in Christ. You're made near by the blood of Christ. E.W. Kenyon said about righteousness, Righteousness gives us the ability to stand in the presence of God without the sense of sin guilt, condemnation, or inferiority complex. Righteousness gives us the ability to stand in the presence of God without the sense of sin, guilt, condemnation, or inferiority complex. And any of that that we experience, uh, uh, you know, guilt or condemnation or, uh, is, is just uh, a, a work of the flesh or the devil. In other words, we give in to it. But it's all a work of the devil. Amen. Because he's out to condemn. But God's out to forgive and cleanse and make righteous. Hallelujah. God is out to deliver and set us free. And God is out to cause our conscious conscience to be cleared. Praise God. So he can purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So he can purge out the old way of thinking. And we all have some of the old way of thinking. Anybody in the house can say you, you, you're totally free from any consciousness of sin. No, it's just something the devil tries to do against our life. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. We've got a, we've got a weapon. Hallelujah. We've got a weapon of the blood of Jesus that keeps us and preserves us. And we can stand against any of sin consciousness or any uh, guilt or condemnation. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. We have the power of the blood. We sing, sang about it this morning. We, we should sing about it at the house. Amen. Sing about it in your car. Praise God. Uh, say, it, say it out loud to yourself. Say scriptures out loud to yourself. Confess or say it. Meditate upon it quietly. Let the word get on the inside of you. Amen? Whether it's by singing or, or meditation or speaking or confessing the word, however you are obtaining or getting that word on the inside, letting it sink deep in your heart, praise God, it helps you to maintain your consciousness of righteousness. Amen? So let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9.
In Hebrews chapter 9, we're going to verse 12. It says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So he didn't take the blood of goats and calves like they did in the Old Covenant. What did they do? They took goats and calves, the blood of animal sacrifices, in order to cover the sins of the people. But here, Jesus didn't want to just cover our sin, or God didn't want to just cover our sin. He wanted to erase our sin. He wanted to cleanse us from sin by the blood of Jesus. So neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. So he went into the heavenly holy of holies and put his blood on the mercy seat of heaven so that we could have the mercy of God. How many are thankful for the mercy of God today? So that we could experience the mercies of God. And his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are forever. His mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. So because of the blood of Jesus on the mercy seat of heaven, there's a place for you to receive mercy at any time and any day and any situation or circumstance or whatever you're facing in your life. Uh, thank God there's mercy with God. And God's mercy is there for you to access and to enter in and to receive the mercy of God on the mercy seat of heaven. Having obtained eternal redemption for us, he has obtained eternal redemption. So Jesus had done everything that needed to be done in order for eternal redemption to be obtained. The finishing act was that he placed his blood on the mercy seat of heaven. And once it's placed on the mercy seat of heaven, anybody can come to the mercy of God. Anybody can receive the mercy of God. Anybody can receive the grace of God. The grace of God is available to whosoever will. Let him come and take of the waters of life freely. Why? Because of the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the mercy of God. None of us are saved. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. But according to his mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So we are not saved by our works or our efforts or our goodness. But thank God today we are saved by the mercies of God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercies he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Regeneration means you got a rebirth. You were reborn. You were born again. And so you've been born again by the mercy of God. You have eternal life because of the mercy of God. You have uh, this gift of righteousness. Why? Because of the mercy of God. Praise the Lord. Not by your works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy. Hallelujah. According to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So he's made us new by the Holy Spirit. He's made you a new creation in Christ Jesus. And thank God he put his blood in the mercy seat of heaven. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. And we have eternal redemption. Somebody say eternal redemption. It lasts forever. Like we have eternal life. Whoever believes on him receives what? Eternal life. It lasts forever. It is an eternal substance. It is God's life. It is the life of God. And it is the thing that it is the substance that causes you to go to heaven when Jesus returns. He comes for his bride, his people who are born again, who have received eternal life and have the life of God on the inside of them. So you have this life of heaven itself. And the scripture says that out of the throne of God and of the Lamb of God flows this river of life in heaven. And you're, you're drinking from that river, praise God. It says, with joy, we draw out of the wells of salvation. But it says about the Holy Spirit, he said, out of your belly or your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So you have rivers of life, rivers of living water. The life of God is on the inside of you. It's life from heaven. It's life from God. And that life is on the inside of you. And you can let that river flow out of you. You can let it flow by praying in other tongues and speaking the word of God. Hallelujah. And that river gets stirred up and something on the inside, your spirit man, your inner man gets stirred up and what's on the inside of you starts coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, there are words talking to God and you're not speaking unto me and you're speaking to God. And no man understands you, how be it in the Spirit, you're speaking to God, mysteries and secrets with God. And so you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're talking to God, and you're speaking to Him, and God hears and He responds. Hallelujah. He does something supernatural in your heart and in your life when you're praying in other tongues, speaking to God, the mysteries and secrets of God, and the Holy Spirit is causing that river to flow on the inside, and something refreshes you. There comes a refreshing what? From the presence of God. There comes a refreshing when you're praying in the Holy Spirit. It comes up on the inside and it refreshes your soul. Praise God. It refreshes you in your physical body. The Holy Spirit will quicken what? Your mortal body. He gives life also to your mortal flesh, the scripture says. So this mortal flesh and this mortal body gets quickened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit quickens your spirit. He quickens your mind. He quickens your body. He refreshes your spirit. He refreshes your soul. He refreshes your body. There's a renewal that takes place. I mean, he's there. He's available to you. He's always there. You don't want to let him lie dormant on the inside. Praise God. You want to let him come out. Praise God. He lives in you for that reason, to, re, to, to build you up. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building up yourselves in the Spirit. You're building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're releasing God. It strengthens your inner man. Paul prayed that we would be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So your inner man needs to be refreshed or renewed. Hallelujah. What does that mean? The outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. 
In other words, every day there needs to be a renewing of the inner man. Praise God. And just renewing how? By meditating on the Word. Meditation on the Word renews your inner man. Praise God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. It's not in my message, but it'll do. Or in my notes, it's in my message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So praying in the Holy Ghost is an essential part of your relationship, your fellowship with God. Hallelujah. All right, we're going back to Hebrews. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, so... The blood of animals on the altar, it's sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. But verse 14, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. How much more shall the blood of Christ? So uh, what God did in Christ far exceeds what uh, sin did in Adam. Praise God. So it far exceeds any damage done to us. Thank God. The blood of Jesus Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, can purge your conscience from dead works to what serve the living God purge you let get that stuff out hallelujah of your mind out of your soul out of your out of your flesh praise God God has a power in the blood of Jesus that can purge things out of your flesh out of your soul out of your mind so that you can stand in the presence of God with a spirit of faith and confidence that God is your father Jesus is your Lord hallelujah I didn't say he wasn't but you could have confidence hallelujah Hallelujah. He was your Lord and your Father uh, all the time, but you just needed to purge out and let the blood of Jesus be applied. And there's a cleansing effect of the blood of Jesus that can purge out those things that try to hinder you in your walk with God. And the blood of Jesus far exceeds anything that the devil has ever done in human flesh or human minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God not only wants you cleansed by the blood of Jesus, he wants you conscious of the blood of Jesus. He wants you conscious of who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to read verse 12 to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says, he he went once for all. He did it once for all into the holy of holies of heaven. Not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, but by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but on his own, but his own blood, having found a secured and complete redemption, an everlasting release for us. He went with his own blood. Having found and secured a complete redemption, an everlasting release for us. 
Then another translation, 20th century says, having secured a permanent deliverance. A permanent deliverance. Actually, Goodspeed says a permanent deliverance as well. So he didn't do this for a little while. He did it for all time. Praise God. He did it for all eternity. Praise God. He wanted you to have full redemption, fullness of redemption. He wanted you to receive the fullness of what God has done for you in Christ. And so he did it all once and for all. He finished the work that needed to be done. And so when his blood was placed on the mercy seat of heaven, it was the absolute guarantee that anybody could come and be set free. Hallelujah. Whom the Son is set free is what? Free indeed. Anybody can. Everybody won't, but somebody will. And you can be a somebody. Hallelujah. That will and did. Hallelujah. That God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has brought you out of darkness. He has brought you out of uh, sin's control. Hallelujah. He's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light that we would show forth the praises of him that has called us. Hallelujah. Oh, that we would give praise unto God. There should be there should be a voice of thanksgiving, a voice of praise that comes from the church comes from the body of Christ. It comes from your inner man. It comes from your heart. It comes out of the inward parts. It is the Spirit of God that's stirring on the inside that causes you to rise up and say, God is my Redeemer. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my rock. Jesus is my help. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is my strength. Jesus is my all in all. Jesus makes me to stand. Jesus causes me to win. Jesus causes me to overcome. I'm an overcomer in him. So when you stand up on the inside in your spirit, rise up on the inside. Hallelujah. There's something on the inside that's greater than anything that's on the outside. It's greater than anything that comes against your mind. It's greater than anything that comes against your flesh. There's a greater one that lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You are of God, little children, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So this greater one who God lives on the inside of you, Christ lives on the inside of you, Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that lives in you than he that is in this world. So your fight is not with flesh and blood. It is against principalities and powers that Jesus has already defeated and stripped of their authority and Jesus has already won the battle he's already finished the work he's already completed the work and he went into the heavenly holy of holies with his own blood once and for all hallelujah once and for everyone hallelujah once and for all time Jesus went for you and for me he went for you. He went for me. He went for everybody. Hallelujah. He went for everyone. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace. Much more. This blood did much more. Hallelujah. It did much more than sin did in Adam. It did much more than sin did in you. It did much more than what sin has done in any life. It is the blood of the Lamb. It is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the blood of the great I Am. It is Christ who has suffered and died and bled and gave his life. It is Christ that entered in, hallelujah, in his resurrected state. He went into the heavenly holy of holies, placed his blood there for you and for me. Hallelujah. So that when we call on his name, we were set free. We were made new in Christ Jesus. Much more they who receive, the much more those who receive the abundance of grace. There's no shortage of grace. I said there's no shortage of grace. The devil tells you you did too bad. You were just too bad. But God said he was too good. Hallelujah. The devil said you were just too bad. But God said I'm just too good. I'm just so good. It surpasses anyone's bad, anyone's sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. God is just too good. He's more than good in your standard of what is good. He's good beyond what you can imagine or even think. Hallelujah. And sometimes he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that you ask or think. Hallelujah. God surpasses your own thoughts, your own imagination. God does something so amazing in your life. Hallelujah to Jesus that you had to tell somebody, God has been good to me. God has been good and he's shown his goodness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God has been good to me, and I got to tell somebody, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, glory be to God, glory be to God, somebody shout in here, go ahead. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said shout in here. Shout. Glow. <laughs> There's a shout of faith. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord and He's worthy. Ah, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 How many saved people we got in the room? Raise your hands. Praise God. 
Glory to God. I'm going to give you another scripture. You can sit down. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let her praise by herself. Go ahead. (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, God's talking. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake. And I will not remember thy sins. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember thy sins. God says he doesn't remember. I will not. I choose not to remember. I will not remember thy sins. I blotted out your transgressions. Then he said, put me in remembrance. So your responsibility begins here. God has done his part. Now you must speak and declare and decree what he has said and say it with boldness and authority. Hallelujah. I will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. So he tells us, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. What do we plead? We plead the blood. We can't plead our own goodness. We can't plead our own works, our own efforts. We can only plead the blood. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. What is he pleading? The blood. (laughs) Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So God wants us to add our agreement. God wants us to say something. He wants us to declare, to decree. Declare and decree what God has said about you and me. Hallelujah. He said he blotted out our transgressions. He said by the blood of Jesus, your sins are blotted out. He said that they don't exist anymore. He said they're gone. He said they're gone. They're blotted out. He said they're so gone... He doesn't remember them. He doesn't remember them. If he doesn't remember them, you know he wouldn't remind you. No, God says he doesn't remember your sins. And he says to you, 
put me in remembrance. Of what? Let us plead together. What are we putting him in remembrance of? Certainly not our sin. Our failures. No, we're putting him in remembrance of Jesus' blood. Oh, Jesus. Putting him in remembrance of the blood of Jesus. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. In Romans 3, God justified you. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, was raised, and is at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. So God has justified us, and he has not condemned us. Hallelujah. Christ has not condemned us. 